Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports and it way that he can. It's Mike Francis on the fan. On this Wednesday evening, uh, a little after 6, we're on the fan, obviously, until 6.30. You know, Goodell has had it in his mind for years. He's wanted to expand this, uh, this, this regular season. We know that, okay? And he's got an issue on his hands with the preseason, which he knows. I have been a big proponent of this for a very long time. Even before Goodell started talking about it, I was talking about it for years, that I wanted them to expand and go to, the, to back the season up, play an extra game, and play the Super Bowl on President's Weekend. Okay, I, I thought, first of all, you know that the day after the Super Bowl is the biggest absentee day in the year in American industry. Uh, so it makes plenty of sense. From that standpoint, just like a lot of people have talked about playing the Super Bowl on Saturday night, they're never going to play the Super Bowl on Saturday night. Saturday night's not a good TV night. They don't want that. They want it on Sunday night, which is a family night. They want it on Sunday. Uh, the Oscars are still on Sunday night. Super Bowl will be on Sunday night. It's still the best TV night because everyone's home. You'll never get everyone to, stay, everyone to stay home on Saturday night, so they will not do that. But it serves the same purpose. You have a day off the next day. Um, the players, as I've heard from owners and heard from different people, have been adamant about how they do not want any more games. And since that is something they can collectively bargain for, they have really drawn the line in the sand. I think the Players Association, which has usually been really dumb in these the collective bargaining negotiations with management, they have been taken to the woodshed so many times. They have not been represented well. They have not been smart. So I think they would like to win one, but I think what they should do is really look to set their group up with what they want in terms of health benefits, in terms of pension, in terms of everything they want and play the carrot that they have, play, the, the, play their hand where they have the one nugget they have that the owners desperately want, and that is these extra games. That's the model, especially with what's going to happen in gambling. We all know what that's going to produce. You all, maybe you saw the Barons uh, study this weekend about what kind of money we're talking about. I mean, the money is going to be astronomical. The league's going to be involved in that in a very big way. It's a, between streaming and gambling 
in terms of mobile gambling on your phone. Those two things are going to escalate the revenues for these sports leagues, especially the NFL, dramatically. There's no question about it. It is happening. Now, I think this is a time for the NFL Player Association to be smart and to utilize what they do have in terms of chips and get everything they want by going the extra mile and being progressive here. 17 games does not, is not perfect. 18 games, which is a non-starter with the players, and the player owners don't even think they can go there, is what they should be offering. But they should be willing to go 18 games, but they should want some automatic things in return. Number one, they get preseason basically melted down to exactly what they want. There are no preseason games anymore. There's glorified scrimmages, controlled scrimmages. There's no preseason games. There's no attendance for preseason games. If people want to come to the games, fine. I mean, it's like going to an NFL practice now. It's not like going to a game anymore. The days of the preseason games, the networks don't want them. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants to televise them. Uh, there's too much pressure for the players to play in the game, and they don't want to play in the games. So we all know that's coming to an end. That's not how you're going to prepare your teams anymore. You're going to prepare them in these controlled scrimmages. That's it. So you play 18 games, but over 20 weeks. So instead of playing 17 weeks with one bye, play 18 games with two byes. The season now is 20 official weeks long. And you play 18 games over the 20 weeks. You get everything you want. You get pensions at the age you want. You get health care like you've never dreamed of. You get participation. You get them to carve out extra money at the top. Just like they carve out money for themselves, they carve out money for you at the top that goes to the Players Association right off the top every year. But give them the 18 games over 20 weeks and let them remodel the sport for good. They will do the following things. They will completely retool preseason. You won't know it, but that's fine. Number two, you'll have more playoff teams in the playoffs. You'll have an extra round of playoffs, which will also create another bunch of money that which you take as the players a 50-50 split of that next round of revenue. No um, owners get the playoff revenue. On this round, which we're helping you create by going 18 over 20, we're taking a 50-50 split on this extra round of revenue. Right to the top. Right to our bottom line. We get it right off the top. Just like they take their first billion off the top, you take right off the top. So you get everything you want, and you wind up getting more rest because now you don't have anything to fool with in preseason. Number two, you get the time off you want as far as what is mandatory, what is not mandatory in the year leading up whether you're talking about OTAs, whether you're talking about uh, weight training, whether you're talking about minicamp, if you're talking about the preseason, you have you negotiate whatever you think you need in that area in terms of safety, in terms of player freedom. 
even create more player movement if you want, if you think that's going to help you with your salaries. Now's the time to do it. But give them what they want. Give them 18 games over 20 weeks. Let them move the schedule down a little bit in September. Let it finish on President's Weekend. You play, you play nine times in 10 weeks in the first half of the season. You play nine times in 10 weeks over the second half of the season. So you actually get more rest. And realize if you're a playoff team, you can add in another week of rest when you get a bye. There'll actually be more buys into the first round of the playoffs, so that'll be weeks where you've clinched and you don't have to play that last week of the season. So there's that added incentive. And you get everything you want in terms of incentive, in terms of health care, in terms of uh, pension, when pensions start, how much pension is, when you can take pension, everything else, every way you modernize it that makes sense for your rank and file. Care for families that have players that die young and show any incidence of CTE, there's a certain number that's paid out to that family so that you know as a player that if you gave your life to this sport and you leave behind a family and they, you have an incidence of CTE, well, you automatically get a check from this league and your family gets a check from this league for the rest of their lives. This league can afford that. If you're going to take the risk and do that, that should be there for you. Now remember, CTE right now cannot even be uh, cannot even be declared until somebody's dead, because it can only be found afterwards. They don't have a test for it on a living uh, person. But this is the time for the league to show, for the player association to show leadership. There are revenue streams that are going to be available to this league which they know they are going to stick their little greedy hands in in the near future that are going to be enormous the models that show what happens when New York State comes online for online gambling are off the charts and what streaming will produce in terms of revenue in the years to come so Get ahead of that. Become bigger partners in all of that. And right now, you have the chip. The players hold the key because the owners can't get what they want here. They can't modernize the schedule and drag it into the new century unless the, owner, unless the players play ball because this is considered to be part of their working conditions. So it has to be collectively bargained. So if you're the players, don't give in for a couple of bucks and get the 17th game. Go all the way. Give them what they really want. Give them 18 games. Declare it over 20 weeks. Get yourself an extra buy and do away with preseason, which you can't stand anyway. Add around the playoffs of which you get splits off the top on revenue. That's revenue you usually don't touch, the playoff revenue. Get involved in that. With this next new round created, you get a 50-50 bit of that thrown into the player association pot. And make sure the players are taken care of who do show that they gave the ultimate 
where they did give their livelihood and their lives to the sport. When they do leave tragically and it's found out that they have incidents of CT, make sure that it's an automatic where the league has to pay when that happens. That should be a no-brainer. So if you are involved in the hierarchy of this league right now, this is a great opportunity for you because the league has something you want. Negotiate smartly. That's what a smart player association does. It uses their chips to their advantage. All right, now with the first pick in the plumbing and heating supply draft contract to select supplyhouse.com. Take the field at supplyhouse.com on Monday, February 3rd to get 1% off for each touchdown scored in the big game. So take it to the house, supplyhouse.com. And there should be some touchdown score. We'll get into that the next couple of days. You know, it's... um, uh, it looks now like, and you always think about it because, again, the Giants are right in the middle of the things this year as far as that, and people could be trading up. Uh, Justin Herbert probably moved himself into the top ten as far as the quarterbacks go. So that means three quarterbacks go off the board in the first ten picks. Uh, and there's always going to be guys looking to move in there uh, and take a quarterback. Uh, not that the Giants are in the market for Of course they aren't. But the point is they could – trade down a couple of slots, get themselves an extra pick, and still get the guy they want. Because there's some players there that are going to be available. Uh, you know Burrow's going off the board first. You know Young's going off the board second. And I could tell you, I will be stunned if Tua doesn't go off the board by five. I think he will. I think either Miami will take him at five or somebody will trade up at five or four either ahead of the Dolphins or make a deal with the Dolphins and then take him. Somebody will trade up and will not let him get through the first five picks. I understand his durability issues. <clears throat> I understand the uh, the hip injury. I understand all the injuries. He's just too good a prospect. So you have now pretty much three quarterbacks guaranteed top ten, uh, and then there's enough good players in there to make the rest interesting. And and one, a couple of guys that are that are really interesting. Uh, the kid from Clemson is very interesting, obviously, Simmons. And I love I love Jerry Judy from Alabama. Love him. I mean, I think he's going to have a sensational, not a good, a sensational career uh, in the NFL. I think he's going to be a tremendous productive player and I I would have no problem taking him in the top five I think he's that good a player I think he's I, I think this year he could get squeezed out because of the defensive guys the pass rushes and the linemen that are there uh, and that just means that the value falls down a little bit so he'd be a player I would be a very very interested in and i tell you something with Tua I would be if I had a team that I had an aging quarterback that I had a year left on him if I were and I don't know what's going to happen with Brady in the past. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with, uh, with Breeze. Um, if I'm the Chargers, and, uh, I, would, I would be very interested. And I needed a new star. If I'm them, I would be interested in. And Rivers is obviously gone. I would, I would absolutely take to him. I wouldn't even think about it. Now, the problem with him is they need a ready-made guy now 
and he's not ready-made. So he'd be better off of a team trading in that gives him a chance to take next year off and just go about his business, get healthy, get into an NFL regimen, get into get conditioned by NFL people, get into NFL care, NFL nutrition, everything else, get all that taken care of, you know, and go the route, you know, that really that that Tom Brady went. Because think about it, Tom Brady goes in, all he does the first year is build up his body and start throwing the ball a million times, learn how to throw the ball properly, learn how to get his body to a certain level, and... The rest is history once he got his opportunity. You don't have to get your opportunity the first year, especially with a good team, especially with a good coach. So if you wind up uh, in Green Bay behind Rodgers, you wind up in uh, New Orleans, you wind up in New England if Brady goes back there, you wind up in a place like that, I think that uh, I think that it could turn out and pay incredible dividends for him uh, and for uh, and for the team, because a year later, or even two years later, you might have yourself a legitimate, you know, superstar quarterback who's now ready for action, ready to take a hit, ready to last, read on his body. You know, I, I've told you many times that Doc, look at it, Tom Brady's been in this league twenty years, because he learned how to take care of himself. He learned about nutrition. He learned the. He was the hardest working guy in the world. Doctor O'Brien did the. Who you heard with me a million times? He did the uh, physicals for the quarterbacks at the draft, and he was a quarterback at Harvard. And he told me that the worst specimen he ever examined was Tom Brady. He said it was the worst body quarterback he'd ever seen. So think about that. And he's lasted 20 years, and he's an immortal. So it shows you it can be done. So when you come in now and you got somebody, and I, I bring this up because I was watching someone who said, oh, you know what, I'd never take a risk on this tour. He's never going to stay healthy. He's never going to play in this league. And I'm saying, you don't know that. I understand there's a risk. He has been injury-prone. He has had both ankle problems. He's had a knee problem. Now he's got a hip problem. He also put up numbers that were every bit as good as the numbers Burrow put up. Now, Burrow's numbers are considered to be the best ever put up in the history of college football. Two of his numbers are almost exactly as good. That's how talented this kid is. He is one of the most accurate passes I've ever seen in college. The question is, can he get to a point where he's durable enough to take a pounding? And it's a legitimate question. So if he's put in the right place with the right people who know how to teach him what has to be done in terms of nutrition and body type and you know exercise and all the things he has to do, you could rebuild the physical things that have to be rebuilt and then let the other stuff just take care of itself. The fact that he is an incredibly gifted athlete with a tremendous arm and an incredible touch and accuracy, which is what he brings to the table. Remember, all this kid did in his career was step into the championship game at halftime down and win a championship. That was his first game. 
And he really hasn't been healthy since. When he was, he was like 28 touchdowns and one intercept when he got hurt the first time, and he's been hurt ever since. He's never been healthy again on the field since. And he's still put up insane numbers when he's healthy. So I, I think he makes the draft very interesting. Uh, and I think it'll be very hard for the Giants not to get a very, very good player, either an offensive lineman who they love, who I doubt it, because I'm not sure there's one that is worthy of being taken that high. And I do think there's two or three defensive players on the line, either edge or on the line, who are worthy of being taken as high as the Giants pick. And so they are going to have their pick of a couple of them. And I think they clearly need one of those. You know, that's, that's clearly what they need to start. They need an anchor on the offensive line still, and they need pass rushers. And with that, they can move up. The team that I think, the two teams that I think will, I'm not counting the Steelers because if the Steelers with their defense put Roethlisberger back next year and he's Roethlisberger, they're going to be good. I don't think there's any question about that. The two teams that I think who are going to turn it around the quickest for next year based on what they have and what they can add are Atlanta, which, remember, late in the season this year, beat San Francisco and beat New Orleans. And the other is Detroit, which played without Stafford and led in almost every game they played this year. Twice had the Packers beat, let him off the hook. Led in every, I think they led in 15 of the 16 games this year and didn't win any of them. So I think they aren't that far apart. Uh, it's not that far for them to go personnel-wise, where if they make a couple of good moves, those two teams, I think they reverse things very quickly. I think the Giants have some players that are interesting, but their infrastructure, as you're seeing here what it means with the Niners, the Niners went and built the infrastructure. They built the offensive line. They built the defensive line. They went and traded for the quarterback. That's how they did this. The Giants don't have infrastructure until they build both lines to a level where they can be highly competitive, if not even better than that. They're not going to be back. That's what has to start to happen. And they, uh, they have some skilled people. We know that especially if the tight end stays healthy, which I don't know if he will. He might be one of those players that never does. But they came up with a wide receiver last year as a mid-round pick who did a nice job. Their quarterback is capable. He just has to stop turning the ball over. They obviously have a wonderful back. They need infrastructure in the worst way. Plus, they need a culture that has been lacking. They need a leader. They need a coach who can lead, and we'll see if this guy can. I don't know if he can or he can't. We're going to find out. But they desperately are in need of a leader because that's been sorely missing for them for so long. Tomorrow and Friday, we'll obviously turn our attention completely to Super Bowl 54. Uh, we'll do that starting at 5 on radio.com and then obviously at 6 on the fan. Uh, two more shows before we finally decide this uh, football season in what should be, I think, one of the really entertaining games. I don't think this is a game you got to sell. I think there's so many storylines. I think there's so many outstanding performers. Uh, 
I think there's very interesting and differing things that these two offenses bring to the table that is going to present big problems for both respective defenses. Obviously, the saga of Andy Reid, you have Mahomes on the doorstep of superstardom. You have Bosa, you have uh, Sherman, you have uh, obviously all the skilled people, the two crazy tight ends who are both loons and both very, very talented, all pro types. Which one of them is more important this weekend? Might surprise you. Everyone might say, Kelsey, that might not be the case. So two guys who both have an ability to be very special performers on and both are goofballs, let's be honest. So there's a lot to really dig into in this game. We will do that the next couple of days. So we will see you tomorrow at 5 on Radio.com, 6 on The Fan. Enjoy your Wednesday night, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.